His mistress made him a better husband. I feel nauseous. So, we were, our marriage on the rocks a couple of years ago, we were fighting all the time. We weren't being intimate. We did a couple of weeks of counseling, and then suddenly everything turned around. And for the past few years, he's become a more and more attentive husband. We have overcome some of our intimacy issues, all sorts of growth, right? But I went through his phone a few weeks ago and found out he's been texting with this woman, and he talks to her about our problems, and she sides with me most of the time. But there's also <laughs> some romantic texts. They both have texted, even though, listen, we don't, we can't do anything. We can't act on our feelings, even though we're in love, because we care about our marriages and our families too much. So she's really upset that the mistress, who I don't think he was ever physically intimate with, they were just texting naughty texts back and forth. What do you think? What's more important? It's, I guess the real question is, what matters to you more, the journey or the destination? <laughs> Why do you put it that way? Well, because she was really happy with the result. Yeah. And she's just unhappy with the nature of the counseling. But to me, I'll go first then, is that they specifically said, they discussed it, like, listen, I don't care about our feelings. I wish things could be different, but I care too much about my marriage. I'm going to use you to help me make my marriage better, right? Mm-hmm. So the only thing is that they've shared some naughty pictures. But when it you could go somewhere. Marriage, Couldn't it cross the, the boundaries into an affair? I mean, I guess that's the concern. But they specifically said, and that's a great question, but listen, the marriage was already in the toilet before right. this mistress entered the scene. They were right. probably going to get divorced, right? They weren't being intimate anymore. They were having tons of problems. They were on the rocks. They were seeing counseling. So the marriage was already in the toilet. So they were going to get divorced. Then he, this mistress comes on the scene. I don't know if mistress is the right word because we're not, <laughs> yeah, not going <laughs> to break each other up. They haven't been physically intimate. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. is it right. cheating? It's definitely on the spectrum. I will admit it's on the spectrum of cheating. But compared to what most cheating is, usually when you find out about the mistress, you find out a whole bunch of other stuff. So my opinion is that it comes down to how you feel. If you feel like the way you get there is more important than the result, then yeah, you, she should be upset. But she's focusing on the wrong thing, right? Your marriage was in the toilet. Now it's out of the toilet. You're going to put it back in the toilet because of the solution he found, which wasn't even that bad. On the spectrum of mistresses, right? It's like a two out of 10 of level of mistress. They weren't physically intimate, but they did send some naughty pictures, but mostly they talked about you and she gave advice about how to fix the marriage. So I think that... It's like if a tree falls in the forest and no one hears it, doesn't make a noise. If she had never read these texts, if this guy wasn't an idiot and was erasing his texts instead of keeping his history there for her to find, then this never would have happened. So it's kind of interesting. Well, Jonathan, let's say let's okay. say that uh, a couple are not having a great time. One of them has an affair and it goes on for years and the other one never knows about it. Is that then under your criteria, that's not a problem either because if the other person doesn't know about the affair, it's no big deal really, right? The marriage continues like, what's the problem? I hear what you're saying, yeah. and it's a very interesting way to <laughs> throw my words back in my own face. But I think what I mean is, again, it's about the spectrum of the affair. What you're describing is a 10 out of 10 affair. Okay, you mean because there's sexual... Uh, yeah. It's sex and all that. What if it's just sex, though? Like, what if he goes to a woman that's just giving him sex, and that's all it is? Yeah, it's fine by me. Me too. I think it's absolutely fine, too. So I talked to my wife about this a lot. And this is a great, my favorite question. I mentioned this before. I love to ask, like, what would be worse is if I slept with a woman once or 
if I didn't sleep with a woman, but we were falling in love with each other. And I think that's why she's upset. It's I The think second her, one is way, way more important than the first. Right. So for her, it's like, yeah, what she's hearing is, yeah, they never slept together, but they're in love and they wish they were together. And he, he called her the love of his life. So well, that's true. That is true. Emotionally, that woman may have his heart, as they say. So for that's her, true. I mean, it's a, the cheating is yeah. a ten out of ten because it's emotional cheating. So I see that. That's right. And that's why I said that's it right. really. The, you, this one could go either way because it really. He could comes, be laying in her arms and always thinking about that other woman, always wishing she was. I mean, that when other I woman, read this, fantasizing it's the other woman. Yeah, I thought he was mm-hmm. going to say, "Oh, he became better in bed. Yeah. He learned all these skills." But it wasn't. Yeah. That. That's what I thought it was going to be. <laughs> you know, like he's an amazing lover now. He's so attentive, but. I think that, listen, you, a marriage is between two people. Once you bring in a third person to the dynamic, it always collapses. It just always does. Well, I, I don't know if that's always true. I think um, there are marriages that have another person in them that do okay. Um, I'm not just talking about certain religious or, um, you know, practices, but... Um, it's not necessarily true. I think people, like you said, it's between a man and a woman. It's a certain relationship. They can design the relationship. It can end up evolving to something very unusual, and that's not that unusual. So um, I don't think it's necessarily the end, really. Um, but uh, it depends on whether he's the, the husband is really in love with that woman and really wants her and, and you know wants to leave. If he doesn't want to leave, I don't see it necessarily as fatal to the marriage. Yeah, well, she's saying things like, here's what the wife is saying now. I want to hurt them. I want to expose them. I yeah. want to kill their perfect yeah. happiness. So it sounds yeah, like she's not feeling it. And it, That's pretty bad. But to me, it's like, well, and I don't know. I'm trying to think, but to me, the problem is the wife more than the husband because the wife was already causing problems in the marriage before this happened so they already had a problem so it's kind of like she i don't know and that's the thing is that like you had two shots at saving your marriage and both times you've caused the problem and even kind of sounds like the problems that were happening before were her fault so for me here's what i hear right this woman's gonna leave her husband so now he can go be with his true love so in a way it to me it feels like the guy's gonna win no matter what (laughs) like he's we found another guy's um, kind of win-win situation I think one thing that's really, really critical is uh, is physical intimacy in a marriage. Um, and I think that people say, oh, it's just sex, you know, and a lot of times one partner has a high drive, the other doesn't have a high drive. But when the sex stops, that's when the ground is being plowed for a new relationship for someone else coming in. It leaves an emptiness that's going to be filled by somebody. So it's extremely critical. In fact, we have a question here. Uh, like that. Before kids, we did it quite often, even at work. <laughs> we work at the same company. so Unbelievable. Um, unbelievable. Then we had an issue. Last fall, my wife was flirting and talking with another man that was a friend. That issue was resolved. We did some therapy. It's always therapy. And then he talks about uh, how they spice things up for a bit. Okay? So I won't get into those details. So anyway, then they're doing it once or twice a month, which to me is not enough by the way, in general, unless somebody has a really, both of them really low drive, that's really not enough. Anyway, and then other than a kiss or a, you know, little bit of contact, any other time, um, you know, she just, uh, you know, just doesn't want to do anything. So I'm assuming, he writes, this is a dry spell, you know, maybe it's just one of those things that'll get better. We've gone months before when we had our kids, but this issue, because of the the flirting last year, maybe um, it's lingering. And um, 
every time I try to be flirty with her, she just kind of rebuffs me. So it bothers me. What do you think? Am I expecting too much? So I don't think you can solve whatever was going on with the other guy with like a couple of weeks of therapy. Usually, as you mentioned earlier, when there is another person on the scene, that's a symptom, not the cause, right? It's not yes, like the marriage is so. perfect. The, the, so. And this is why romantic movies are so misleading. They make it sound like, oh, everything's perfect, but then the guy's so handsome, he's irresistible. It's like, no, there were already cracks in the relationship. She was basically ready to jump into a pool. She was just waiting for a pool to come by, right? She already had her swimsuit on. She was ready for the pool. So mm-hmm. what's happening here is that she had already, like, she's still, even if she didn't hook up with that guy, she's still thinking about that. These are all major yes. red flags. Like, she doesn't like if I kiss her. She doesn't like if I touch her. Wow, right. we were having sex once a month. What an amazing relationship. 12 times a year. I'm a real hero. So what happens is that, especially, I mean, they got married very young, right? So he's they got married around 20 or 21. So that's a very long relationship. And mm-hmm. relationships, yes, there are. They do go through seasons where you have more and less intimacy, but... If your more season is one to two times a month and your less season is less than that, which is like you're at the wrong end of the spectrum, I would say that the wife is already, honestly, she's probably already like looking at lawyers and planning an exit strategy. So this guy needs to get more serious about saving his marriage. She's divorced in her head already, right? We both think that. She's divorced in her head. It's just a matter of the formalities. And that's, she's living with a guy because it's like she's not quite ready to move out. I don't but think, it seems yeah. like she's moved out. I think she's in the process. Really. I don't think she's all the that's way. That's what I mean. Yeah. She's, I don't mean literally. I just mean mentally. She's, she's definitely considered gone. It. Yeah. I don't know what she may have already yeah. said, like, listen, I'm waiting for my moment. Or she's, but she's definitely thinking. I think that most women, it's like. The, between when they first think about getting divorced and when they finally do it, sometimes it's two or three years. So I don't it, mean there's an act here, Jonathan. Yeah. I'm saying that mentally, yeah. since she won't really let him touch her or do anything, you know, that's basically she's done with this guy. Okay. And the only thing that they could possibly do to resuscitate it is if she would allow them to have a physical closeness again for maybe two or three weeks. Not necessarily sex, but lots of naked cuddling and everything. Um, and then that could reignite things. And bring them back. I've seen it so many times. I've seen it thousands of times. And if she doesn't allow that, then it's uh, it's toast, basically. Because, and and really, I don't think anybody should let their relationship go to once or twice a month. Honestly, I think that's not enough intimacy in any marriage. Yeah, I think that we have this thing in our culture where women deny, and it becomes, um, and then you feel bad for asking, and that's. It starts to go down this path, and now you're rolling down the mountain. So, yeah, it's like you're shame. You're shame because you, you know, always want to do it. Now, um, I, and that's ridiculous. Really. Yeah, I mean, I am very fortunate. Fortunate or unfortunate, I have the opposite situation where I'm always having to <laughs> tell my wife to stop. Um, I She's really... always trying to jump your bones, and you're not always in the mood. Come well, on, is that all you ever got, think about, honey? When we first got together, she wanted like three <laughs> or five times a day. And the way she lets me know is by yanking on it like a tiger's tail. So it always hurts. Now, everybody should know, he, Jonathan is married to a woman that's much younger. That does make a difference. Yeah. So just be careful what you wish for. You think you want that super high libido, but it's not always what you want. because Well, like, I've been married almost 40 years. 
and uh, we have an intimate relationship in some fashion, foreign fashion, at least once, maybe twice a day. Um, Too much. All different degrees. So, yeah, and have for years, and I, I, it's always our, and it's always part of our, you know, daily life. So I don't think it would even be possible if one of us would stray because we're so into each other that, uh, you know, there's no room for that. And I think that's how it should be. Yeah, I mean, once a day is quite a lot. <laughs> as I as we are usually every <laughs> other day, or we're one yeah, two, like, we're every day or every other day. So probably four or five times a week we mess around. But yeah, you know, so yeah. it's still quite high. But yeah, I mean, part of it is life can get in the way. But the other times you talk about is when there's a child's birth. That's different. That's a physical issue or. Most there's a, there's times, sickness. There's a, yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's always things that can Our happen. Our spells and, have always been around a sickness or a travel issue. Right. Not a right. Don't kiss me or don't. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think again, what happens is a lot of times the big issue is you wait too long to take action. So yeah, that's as right. As soon as yeah, you can't you can't allow that at even for a second. As soon as to something's get to weird, you have to say something. I think people never talk about it. My wife and I talk about this stuff all the time. Whenever something's weird. It has to be unacceptable to you, something's honestly. Off. It's not just talking. I think you have to just be, I'm just, I don't accept that. It's not going to happen yeah, I mean, in my watch. Well, they've been together 20 years. If she has an off day, that's fine. But if she has an off month. Sure. My friend. Off week, really. Something was, one of my friends once said to me, one of my mentors, he goes, listen, if I wake up three days in a row and I'm unhappy, I, it's over. Mm-hmm. And he told his girlfriend that early on. And I thought it was really cool. And they actually stayed together for a long time. And eventually he broke up with her. He goes, look, it's been three days in a row. We've been fighting for three days. That's over. Have a good life. <laughs> that's pretty interesting because he told her up front. Well, it's, I, I, yeah. I mean, have you ever I don't had, think. I, I've never had three days in a row where I'm annoyed with my wife. No. So, oh, no, 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 no. I wake up wanting to be with her and I go to sleep wanting to be with her. And, um, uh, I go all the time wanting to be yeah. with her. That's how I feel You're about more it. extreme yeah. than me. I mean, I want to be with my wife half the, the time. The reason is. We're practicing the Nirvana sex angle that I teach in our, you know, to thousands of men in our in our programs, and it keeps you keeps a man and a woman in a very high point all the time for each. You other. have to understand. I live in fear of increasing her libido. Like that's <laughs> the thing I want to. Have. <laughs> well, you would be able to handle it better too. I have a so. Unique situation. My wife is extremely <laughs> higher libido than me, and she yeah. has a trip wire. Yeah. She gets pregnant very easily, so. We're really trying to wait until next year. And you have a lot of kids to prove that. Pregnant that is the case. Well, every time she goes, maybe we should have another kid. The next day she goes, I'm pregnant. Uh, I never she was saying that already. She knew she was pregnant already. The idea. So we have to be sure before we joke about it. So I have another What's one the next question? that's interesting. Women yeah. give terrible dating advice. I asked yes. my friend for some advice about a guy I like, and she was like, oh, you have to play hard to get. You have to act like the prize. You have to be manipulative and sneaky. Why do I have to do all of these things? I felt Wait a so uncomfortable. Is a woman saying to a man, her friend, woman if you want woman. that girl, you should... Woman what's to that? woman. A woman to woman. As a okay. woman, so if she... you want to attract a okay. man, you have to do... You know what it is? It's that book, The Power of the P, which is like, use your golden bits to get what It's you a fabulous want. book, by the way, for women who want to have a man on a string. Absolutely fabulous book. Yeah. For what for that? I don't agree with the doing that, but I, I'm saying it. It absolutely works. It absolutely works. Yeah, if Basically, the book is if you want to know the summary of the book, it's as a woman is to keep a guy on a, you know, kind of uh, on a perpetual state of wanting you without giving you everything, without giving him everything, and you know, months and months and months into the relationship. 
that's what it is. And it's controlling a guy that way, basically. I would say, would you agree with that summary of the book? Yeah. I mean, to me, it's a form of con artistry, right? Where you're... Yeah. You know what it is? There's this amazing... Well, unless the guy... I mean, he knows what's going on, right? It's not necessarily because he knows the con. I don't think it's a con. He's willingly participating well, in that. I mean, you're... How can I describe it? It's like when you fall... So there's this movie called The Great Happiness Space, which is about Japanese host clubs, where rich women wow. go to hang out with young, beautiful Japanese men. The escort kind of thing, the, the male escort. So women, people don't believe this in Japan. They've heard about women. Oh, no. Uh, so, get, get, the, men, women it. go to these clubs for men, too. But I know. I've, been, I've seen it, Well, too. but they don't sleep No sex, women. really. No, right. No so the sex, guy right. tells this story. Right. He goes, this woman came in one time with a briefcase with a million dollars. He goes, I'll give you a million dollars to sleep with me tonight. And he goes, I know not to do it because she'll spend a million dollars with me over the next year anyways. <laughs> Which is like, I'm like okay. he, he was famous. He was the most famous guy because he invented, he convinced, he brought Cristal to Japan. He's like, oh, I only, only drink Cristal, which of course is super expensive because they have to ship it really far. And he talks about like, oh, I'll go into the, I'll drink, but then I'll go in the bathroom and throw up so I can drink more because I'm at work. Right. So, right. That's part of work. Right. So he's very serious about his work. So yeah. he wouldn't take the million dollars oh. either because his principles is this is what I do and these are the limits of my profession. Exactly. And he takes that very seriously. So what happens sure. is – and this is the same thing when men are in a strip club. It's the exact same thing, right? You're spending all this money. Right. You're having a pseudo relationship. So what she's talking right. about here – and it's the same thing with simp culture. It's right? like a therapist, really. It's like a therapist in a sense. It's not, yeah, as, but it's not like, a credential, not, it's but it's an, similar. And a therapist that you're secretly in love with. So – it's more fun. We have this huge shift in our culture now to where relationships are very adversarial between men and women. And I completely understand why oh. women take this approach because there's men who take the opposite approach, right? So there's always a balance. Just like there's manipulative men, there's manipulative women. So I think that at least she switched on and realized that when you take it. Well, you know, the, re the reason it is, is it has to do with something that you were involved in. You wrote a, a book about this a number of years ago, as I recall. The reason is because in the old days, a woman would do everything that she could, just like this friend of hers is saying, play hard to get, da-da-da-da-da, get him to chase you, you know, until, until the ring. Yeah. Once the ring, everything's cool. You're in a different phase. Now you can relax. You can be yourself. You can get to know each other, hopefully become friends. But that isn't true anymore. So I think you're right. Maybe there's more manipulation because there's no end game like there used to be. Yeah. Right? This in a way. Something it's I wanted to bring goes up. goes on and on. There's something specific yeah. I want to bring up. I believe that because we've devalued the word marriage, so marriage used to be nobody got divorced. It's very serious, right? Yes. You only married yes, one right. person. If you got divorced, right. people looked at you like you're weird or they wouldn't want to be around you, which is a little bit extreme. But yeah. then we invented no-fault divorce. Like Then it was like you yes. get divorced if the person cheats on you or does something messed up, which is fine. Then it became no fault. But there's no reason. No fault. Anybody can divorce yeah. for any reason, anytime. Once you invented that, and then now we have anyone can marry anyone, and then it's only a matter – each time you change the definition or, and, or separate the meaning of something from history, the value of marriage has gone down. This is why it used to be the only way to get naughty time, bedroom time, was to be married, right? It was to get married. Now, yeah. I know I have a friend who's uh, it's like 90 – and he said, oh, yeah, when I, I was it. I could never do it unless we got married. That was, you know, that was the way it was. And Other than with a, with a prostitute. So you know, which, with the like, shift in the marketplace, the men-women marketplace, because now all of the things that 
made marriage a win for men. All the reasons for men to get married are gone. They were replaced with negative reasons. So now that's why you have to switch to this new strategy. If you want to get things, it used to be, listen, my wife is, people always talk about like, um, because my wife is younger than me. My wife doesn't work. Like, oh, you know, and I have advanced degrees and all this stuff. And everyone's like, wow, you're so smart. I'm like, am I the smart one? My wife has the same amount of money to me. She has the same bank account as me. She lives in the same house as me. She spends three hours a day at the gym, two hours a day tanning by the pool. She has a... And this is what, you know, secretly women really want this, mostly, even though they may deny it. But I I like the advice that this friend gave her, though. I think she's right. Play hard to get. Have him chase you. What's wrong with that advice, honestly, uh, Jonathan? What's wrong with that advice? So it is a good strategy. However, with every strategy, you have to know what you're attracting. So the hard-to-get strategy will push away uh, a certain number of men the longer you play hard-to-get. So at first, it pushes away the bad men. So low-quality men, short-term men, like – it would have when I was at my dirtiest phase. It would have pushed away me. Like my phase was a big girl. Yeah, if a woman it's not worth the bother. Why if would a woman you sleep with me in three dates? I'm done. Right. So that gets yeah. rid of the dirty yeah. the guys who aren't serious. However, if you play it too long or you mess around too much, nice guys jump ship too, and then you're left with the worst of the worst. So now all that's left yeah. is the really bad that's guys. True. So you, this is not a bad strategy of playing hard to get because there is value in that. Especially if you're looking for a long-term relationship. The guys who want... When I was younger and I want a long-term relationship, for a woman to say, oh, we have to wait six weeks or three months to sleep together, I was like, yeah, that makes sense to me because we got to get to know each other because it's a big deal. So it kind of shows that... I agree. It too. However, Maybe, but I would say waiting three or four dates is reasonable. I don't know about three months. Well, again, um, I'm just telling you how I was. When I was younger, I was like, oh, it makes sense. You're right. going out once a week. So it's like, okay, six dates, right? It's not a huge jump from what you're talking about. I'm not talking about you going out every day. You're getting to know each other six weeks. You know each other... 10 weeks. I think there has to be but. some push-pull, right? Like, it's good. Men like to chase a woman, and the, being hard to get is exciting to a man. So. But she has to give him some some pull as well as having him push. In other words, yes. she has to indicate interest and then pull away a little bit. She has to tease him, basically, right? showing some interest and involvement. And if she doesn't do that, then uh, she's not going to get a good guy. So the important thing, and this is where men and women, especially people who are unsophisticated relationships, mess up. There's a, let's imagine there's a hundred points between a man and a woman or a hundred steps. Um, when they're a perfect relationship, you're both at 50, right? You're both meeting halfway. I like her as much as she likes me. But what happens a lot is this is your first date. Then she pulls back and he follows, right? He's like, oh, she's not texting as much. I'll text more to make up for it. And what you don't realizing is that they back up, they back up more and you smother. What you actually have to have is time apart. Time apart yes. is when you fall in love. That's when you have the yes. space to miss right. someone. If you right. never have space to miss someone, you, your feelings don't solidify. That's when your like memories go from short term to long term. So I once met this couple that was, um, I'm pretty sure I was out with my friend's girlfriend at a nightclub and we were like partying all night and they invited us back to their place. And looking back now, I'm pretty sure they were only inviting her back to try and make something happen. Mm-hmm. And they were like, We've ever since the first day we met, we've never been apart for a whole day. We're almost always in each other's sights. And my friend is like, oh my gosh, that's so romantic. But looking back now, I realize that's a sign of massive low self-esteem. Yeah. Because like, oh, if we we have to go to the grocery store together. It's like, oh, if you go to the bathroom, I have to come with you. Well, it's not because I'm in love. It's because I'm afraid something will happen, right? 
So it's an insecurity. It's a ma- and you you can't actually be in love with someone if you've never been apart. So the you know what the other thing here. is you you have to have separate lives. Yeah, you have to have. So if you go back right. to your your idea of the which well, I think it's like a magnet. You know, if you pull a magnet away, the other magnet follows. Yeah, right. So you can, but if the if you don't, the magnets go. That's okay, but there's yeah. tension is gone. So there has to be some tension. Uh, romantic tension, physical tension, sexual tension at all times in a good relationship. There is some sense of so wanting and tension. So when you tell a woman, man, don't be needy, it's telling the man not to follow and push to the other side. And when you tell a woman, play hard to get, it means don't push too close, given the space to be attracted to you. That's the correct version of the advice is that you say, listen, don't over let him know you like him, but don't let him know you're right. with him, right? Show interest, right. but not too much interest, because it allows the spark of attraction. Because we'll have him happen, chase you, really. If you've ever Whatever had, you do as a woman, if you get him to chase you, if you've ever had a woman show too much interest, which I've had, it's a really it's big. Not, it's not appealing. It really so kills everything because it's like, well, well, now I don't get to do any. So you do want a little bit of chase. So I don't think it's crazy advice, okay. but I think that if it feels unnatural and it feels like you're being manipulative, then I can understand why she didn't like it. So, so the tension, it also is when in a re- relationship you're already in, when you're away or she's away, there's tension created. Again, like the magnets that are further apart, which is good. It's not good to be away for three months, but it could be good to go for a fishing trip with the buddies or whatever, for her to go with the girls for a weekend in Key West. Or Those are good things. I think it's important for each person in a relationship to continue with their life and continue developing and realizing their, themselves. And not, it's not like, oh, we're one now because we're, we're together. That's ridiculous. You're still individuals, so, and a good relationship allows you to grow individually. When I was in my early 20s, I lived with three other guys when I was living in the U.K., and we all worked in the same place. So we would work together all day. And then after the work, they're like, hey, we're going to the pub together. I was like, yeah, I'm not doing that. And they're like, why do you want to hang out with us? I was like, well, because what will I talk about? If I'm with every story I have, I'll be like, hey, so the crazy thing happened. And they go, I know I was there. Oh, but then this happened. I know I was there. So to me, right, I was like, to me, that's so boring because there's nothing you can tell me because everything you did, except for like if I walked into the other room for five minutes, right? And something happened. So there's no opportunity for you to be interesting. Whereas if I hang out with other people at night, everything they tell me is new and I can come back to you the next day and talk to you at work about what I saw last night. So I wanted to be around different people. And that's the same thing with your relationship is that you want to have, you have nothing to talk about if you're always there at the same time, right? You're always making the same memory. It's so boring. Well, that's true. That's true. But the, to me, the self-realization aspect is so critical. The fact that you're still on a journey as an individual person, because ultimately we are in our heads. We really can't be really with somebody else, like melding together in reality. We can feel that way, but we're still in, in our own heads, in our own bodies. So we have to continue to develop that. And it's very unattractive if we just are apt for somebody and, 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 uh, and there's none of that tension. So I guess we both agree that a lot of, some of our advice is correct and some of it is not so correct. So let me ask you a question here that has come up. Um, This is kind of a funny question because um, it has to do with um, something that lovers will say to each other. Lovers is old-fashioned like mistress. (laughs) Um, We've been dating for about three months. No real issues. Everything's been cool. So we were watching a movie, and she told me, she says, I think I'm falling in love with you. 
he says, I'm surprised. So I respond back, um, I have strong feelings for you too. <laughs> this isn't going to go well. <laughs> uh, so she took that as, uh, I told her, like, I don't love you. And although everything seemed fine at first, okay, you know, we're going to get together for birthday and all that. And she's, you know, maybe not getting together. She's not contacting me. We're not talking all the time anymore like we were. Um, I'm always calling her. She's not calling me. She canceled the date we had. She said she was too tired. Okay. Um, And then she texts me. She says, I'm just too busy for a relationship right now. And you deserve someone who can spend time with you. And I can't do that right now. So I was surprised. I was surprised. And then she texts the next day. She says, oh, I'm sorry. You're a great person. It's just, you know, not good, blah, 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 blah. So at this point, I feel the relationship's over. But I keep wondering if that time we were watching the movie, when she says, I'm thinking, I think I'm falling in love with you, if that was the response I gave her that caused her to pull away. Because I didn't say, I love you, or I think I'm falling in love with you too. Yes. I said, oh, I'm very fond of you, or whatever it was. He says, that was the moment I lost her. Do you think that was the moment you yes. lost her? And Yeah, I do too. Of course. You, he already knows. So it's very tricky because the way most people see the first time I say I love you is like a movie, like, what are the odds that two people both in the exact same moment fall in love with each other, right? You feel that love emotion. It's not, the odds of it happening at the same time are so unlikely. It usually is one person feels it, then the other person Mm -hmm. feels it later. It could be a week later, it could be a month later. But the odds of it happening in the same five-minute window, very unlikely. (laughs) So most of the time, here's the secret for this lady who broke up. Most guys will just lie to you. So she broke up with someone for being honest with her. And she was also, she's also a liar, because she wasn't falling in love with him, because how fast did she jump ship, right? She wasn't actually. What she did, and this is a class, this is a very common lady mistake, is that men do it with compliments. Where she didn't, she didn't actually give him a gift, she gave him a trap, right? It was a fish hook. So it's really, it's not about her falling in love with him, it's about what, she doesn't care about what she gives, she cares about what she gets, which is, I'm giving you this present because I want you to give something to me. It's like someone finds your wallet and they give it to you and they're waiting, their hand is out waiting for the reward. Like the only reason I gave it back was for the reward. And that's what she was really doing. I love you. Now give it back to me. So what can happen is when people have an immature perspective on love, which this person obviously does, this lady has, is that he said, I have strong feelings for you. I'm on the path to falling in love with you, but I don't want to lie to you. And she said, if you're not going to lie to me, I'm going to break up with you. So that's what really happened here. So absolutely, that's when it happened. The only way he could have saved the, mar- the relationship was to lie to her. That, and that's, unfortunately, that's how men are being trained by women these days. So it's her fault. So in this particular situation, I can't really blame the guy because he was honest. No, I can't blame him either. But at and the I same still, time, I think that, um, it's, yeah. what's funny is that he then probably, when she started pulling back, started falling in love with her. He goes, oh my gosh, I'm losing her. I do love you. Wait, don't leave I would me. have to say, <laughs> I would have to say, if he was being honest, and he, and he said he's taking it back, but really, I would have to say, well, I'm glad you are, because I feel like I could be in love with you, but I'm not really sure. So, so we'll have to see what happens. She wouldn't have liked that. What you have to do is you have to no, set No, she up, wouldn't have liked that, but it's honest. You have to set it up early. So very early on in my relationship with my wife, I went the full Han Solo. The first time she goes, I love you. And I go, thank you. That's, you have to set it up very early. I didn't say it till we were together. For so years. she said it first. She oh, said it first. I didn't say it for a year. Oh, I said it first. And my wife burst into tears. My girlfriend at the time I burst into tears. 
It's I could disappointment. Oh, she said, oh, we're doomed now. Oh, this is horrible. <laughs> Gross. Yeah. So, no, I said it because it's funny. I they said, were not happy tears either, John. They were not happy tears. Of course not. She's like, you're not supposed to say it first. You're supposed to wait until I, we're supposed to say it at the exact same time. It's what everyone wants. Yeah. So yeah. Most of the time, here's how it works. If you're a man and you think something is what went wrong, you're almost always right. It's kind of oh, like yeah, absolutely. when a man is with a woman and he's thinking, should I kiss her? If you're thinking you that, definitely yet. Yeah. The answer is always yes. You should just be not even thinking. You're just going in for the kiss. You're, as yeah, soon you're as you think of something, signals. you're so right. We respond exactly. to signals on a delayed reaction. So he probably didn't even realize. He was thinking, hey, she should appreciate that I'm honest. And she, uh, the problem is her. Yeah. And this is what happened. So I hey, think, we're just watching a movie. Like, what's the big deal? And she didn't say, I, I love no, you. She no, says, I no. think I'm falling in love with you. Like, like to an engineer mind, so to a male engineer what, mind. You go, okay, I could, that's cool. No, but that's what happened to me. So my wife and I, I, we were together for like a year and we're watching Ender's Game, which was my favorite book as a kid. And I'm very uh-huh. emotional about it. And I said, and I said to her, I go, oh my gosh, I love you. And she goes, no take backs. And I was stuck. I couldn't take it back because she'd already said that. So as you know, that's one of the rules. You can't take it back. Well, you could have said, I was talking to the movie. Nope. I love you, I, movie. Believe me, I tried. You're not far off. And she, But it was like I was in a highly emotional moment. So, no. you know, you just never well, know I'll tell you one thing. Also, <laughs> when we're on a very – when we're also in a worked up moment, a horned out moment, we'll say anything also. So, you know, if a woman wants a guy to say, I love you, just watch it. Get close doing the deed and uh, she'll say anything she wants. Yeah, that's <laughs> uh, that's what I used to do. That's in true. The bedroom. That's true. That's the <laughs> yeah. best. I, every that's time I'm sleeping, if I was naked, I'm like, do you want to be my girlfriend? I think I'm falling for you. Like whatever. You start saying what? You, you could get her to say anything at that point. Yeah. Yeah. That, sure that mushy brain mush fog of, of just before. Yeah. So, um, yeah, absolutely. So they... <laughs> that's when you ask. That's All right. You can get a guy to commit to almost anything when you're like, wait, anything. Well, I'm ready to sleep with you. But just before we do. Are you in love with now, him? He may not. He may not honor his his uh, his promise when no, he's uh, but okay. sober. But different story. How about this? Uh, I've been with my husband for nine years, married for six. We've got two kids. He's five years older than me. He told me he wants to open up the marriage, or we should separate. What should I do? Mm-hmm. So he is. Uh, how many uh, How many years married now? Uh, they've been married for six say? years. Been together. They were together yeah. for three years. Got married for six years. They've got two kids. Yeah. They have that expression, the seven-year itch, which is, you know, pretty much on point. It could be five or it could be ten years, but he's sexually bored. That's why he wants to bring someone else in. So um, I feel that sexual boredom is something that's completely fixable. And when you're sexually bored, you have a choice that you can make. You can either kind of do the obvious thing, which would be opening up the marriage, for example, or trying out different, you know, ideas that uh, you, you see on the inter- on various internet forums. You can try those out, or you could do those things. Or the other thing you can do is you can discover something about what it means to be sexually bored, and how there's a program that's in the mind, in the brain. There's a program that we can run where we're not bored with the other person, where we're endlessly excited about them and can't get enough of them. And this is the mind that you have in what they used to call courtship, the courtship mind. When you're wanting the woman and you just can't stop thinking about her day and night and you just have to get her and have to win her over, you know that period? You can actually feel that way all the time with a very simple hack. 
And, uh, and then within a few weeks, rather than being bored, you're like so incredibly into your wife and it never stops. And this is, uh, to me, the secret of a happy life. It's basically a oxytocin life because if you're pursuing the open marriage, you're just pursuing a new thing, a new thing, a new thing. That new thing becomes an old thing and you become bored again and unhappy with the new thing that you have. And it ends up, you leave a trail of destruction behind in your life. You leave a trail of destroyed relationships, losing your you know, parental, the, the, the heritage you should have as a father. There's so many things that you can lose following this stupid program of being dopamine-driven, of think, wanting something new, 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 new all the time. So that's what happened to me. Mm-hmm. I turned it around, and that's one of the reasons why we, we do what we do in our various uh, so, transformations, because we've helped so many men go from being bored to like they're, they just can't get enough of each other, and that, and that lasts for the rest of their lives. Well, let's talk about this, because this is a unique situation. There's a couple of things going on here, right? First of all is that they were intimate more than once a day for the first like bunch of years until they started having kids. Basically, once they had kids, her libido dropped to zero, and she turned into a turn-him-down wife. She's like, oh, I turn him down almost all the time because I don't feel like it. So, And it's like, well, I solved the case. <laughs> I solved the mystery. You said you can't have it for me. Of course she's going to say, well, let me. I got to get it somewhere. Like she's made a decision, and it's like fix your libido, right? Take an approach like you're talking about. So I She doesn't like- have to fix her libido. She doesn't have to fix it. Um, the big mistake that women make is that they, especially when they're lost their libido, is that I have to feel like it. You don't have to feel like it because women will feel like it when they're doing it uh, at that point. Yeah. They won't feel like it before they do it. And, you, don't, you know, she has to understand that. Honey, you're not going to feel like it till we're doing it. Let's do it, and then you'll feel like it. And that, that sounds, sounds weird, but that's exactly how it works with women who have lost their libido, and then, then it's fine. Yeah. But you still have to do it even if you don't feel like it, and then she'll feel like it. Yeah, you got it. Um, otherwise, you can't have a marriage. It's like, you know what? You don't feel like going to the gym, but once you get there and start working yeah, out, you're glad you exactly. went. But I think that, yeah, exactly. it's like, well, you don't feel like that. Do you feel like moving out? That's what he's kind of saying. And it's kind of built up because it's been a couple of years of these shenanigans from her. It's been three or four years of this from her. So. I think yeah. that, yeah, she either has, she, it's not, it's the way it's always, these things are always told is always at first sounds like it's the guy's fault, but he's kind of said, listen, if you don't want to sleep with me, I have needs. I want to get my needs met. It is his fault because he, he's let it go way too long. Okay. He should have worked on nipping this in the butt really, really early. All right. Um, you're, so, you're merciless. Uh, yeah, I, I think otherwise relationship falls apart. So it's to everyone's benefit to yeah, not I mean, have a dry spell. They should have dealt with this a lot sooner. That's the thing. Is that's, that right. Always, that's right. Here's what happens. You th- he thinks, oh, just because she had a baby, she'll be back to normal soon. And she's like, okay, maybe at six months, maybe. Because people tell you that, oh, after it just takes a year after having a baby, then the libido's back. So he's kind of been waiting for that because he probably got some bad information. So that's what's going on there. I think that's part of it. That's why waiting after a baby, you're like, oh, maybe it just takes a little while after a baby. You don't know how long it's supposed to take because there's different information out there. Some of it does say a year or two. So that's why two years after the last baby, like, listen, what's going on here? And yeah, so it's both of their fault, but definitely, you know, I wouldn't. I, I want- think women women can go a lot longer without having sex in that situation than the man can. Yeah. So he shouldn't should allow that. You can't. You can't allow that. It's it's part of the being a man is you have to, you have to kind of have a, 
rule about this. You can't let it go very long. Here's one for you. I This is a guy. He says, I'm 44, and um, I'm really regretting that I've had all these girlfriends, but I've never had children, and we've always got together, and with I'd got together, had a girlfriend, and we always agreed we didn't want to have children. Um, I just didn't see the point of getting married because I didn't want to have children. Most of my girlfriends have left me. They want kids. You know, it turns out they said they didn't, but they really do. And now years have gone by. My ex, she was pregnant. Uh, anyway, I'm just crying because she said she'd get an abortion. She had an abortion, and that could have been my child to raise. So now I'm really regretting that I didn't have a child. It's just horrible. And I just want to say that everyone warned me. They said, you're going to regret not having kids. You're going to regret not having your own family. I didn't listen. And now here it is, and I'm in my mid-40s, and it's sort of like too late. It's not the holidays too late. What are the is worst. this dude talking about? I know. Are you <laughs> I don't kidding know. me? Well, it, okay, it's too late for that kid that's gone that, but that was aborted, but maybe the next one. <laughs> this dude is one year older than me, right? I'm going to have – Well, here's the problem. Okay, but this is the problem that he says, and I want to address this because this is important here. Okay, He says that the women that I'm meeting now already have kids, and he said every single one that I meet have kids. They don't want any more kids. See, that's the problem. Stop dating okay. old women. You're 44. Yeah. Why are you dating women in the 30s? That's gross. Date a 25-year-old. Date a 22-year-old. 27. I will tell you this straight up, okay? I tell my wife this. My wife is always like asking about my exes. I was like, you don't have to worry about my exes. They're all older now. Gross. Why would I go back to someone that's older than <laughs> I already had? That's insane. I don't know who I'll date next, but if we ever get divorced, I can tell you on our first date, that woman will be 18. So why on earth... This guy is, if you want someone who wants to have kids, find someone who's 18 to 22 yeah. on that wavelength. This guy can have that life. Yeah. And there you go. I know. Problem solved. You just stop dating. I know. Stop feeling sorry for yourself. Get out there and meet some women in their mid-20s. And this has never been a better time oh my gosh, for I men know. in their 40s or 50s to marry a woman in their 20s at this exactly. point. Women just love older guys this today. Guy, love it. I th- they, this is something a woman at 44 should be saying, not a man. His, yeah. She regrets it because it's too late. But it's not too late for him. He could have a kid at 90. So... Get busy. Exactly. So exactly that. But it is this. It's funny that he's hearing the biological clock thing. I have had. I know other men this has happened to. <laughs> I know. I, know. I think oh, it's the abortion. They, they say stuff. I have friends who say this, but then they never end up having a kid. They're like, oh, I'm thinking about having a kid. I think it's the loss. He had the loss of the baby. That's what caused him to feel so sad. You know? Yeah. I mean, it's understandable. Yeah, but... that stinks. Okay. What's my question? Okay. Um, yeah. So find it. This one was great. Give me one second. Okay. I insulted my boyfriend after I found out his secret. Okay. So here's what happens. This woman dating a guy who's a little older than her. He knows she's, he, he knows that before her, he dated one of the women at work. She comes to an office dinner party. Someone else at the office says something. And she goes, Oh, I would never want to talk to that woman. And he goes, Oh, then I bet you don't want to talk to her either. So someone else is starting a little BS, a little situation with that. And she goes, wait, how many women from here has my boyfriend slept with? And the guy's like, four. The guy comes back from the bathroom and the girlfriend like makes a scene at an office work party. Oh, wow. And then she goes, I can't believe I'm dating the office slut. So she calls him a slur. Hmm. You're not supposed to, I thought you're not allowed hmm. to use that word anymore. And then hmm. she takes the, the women can use it on men. She women takes the car leaves him there right makes a huge scene screaming and shouting because you know oh wow so and then she drives home and then she's like i don't know what and then he comes home and he's like an hour later he's like 
that's my work, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So <laughs> you pooed in the in my punch bowl. <laughs> well, he now here's the thing: these are all people he'd slept long before her. So none of them are cheating. Okay. It's not like he's serially going for one or the other no, in the last one, two weeks past. ago. She goes, why didn't you tell yeah. me about every She's woman you've ever, ever slept, ever dated? He goes, I've told you about every woman I dated. She goes, but what about every woman you've ever slept with? He goes, I sleep, if I sleep with someone once, it's supposed to go on the list. So that is a game of, it's like, yeah, I mean, I told you about all my relationships. She's like, yeah, but you didn't tell me about every single person you'd ever had a one night stand with. So that's what she's upset about. So- and, and the trouble with this is there's such a double standard because if a woman has gone through a period in her life, let's say in her early 20s, where she slept with lots of guys, oh, okay. she'll never, ever admit that. Never admit that. Hmm? No. They always go, oh, that he didn't never. count. The classic move. Oh, that one didn't count. <laughs> right. Yeah. I so think... it's such a double standard. It's, 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 and what, what does she really expect? And, and why, why isn't she attracted to a guy that's attracted to other women? Of course she is. A guy that gets other women is attractive. So, you know. I don't know. I think it's it's something that could be overcome. I, think, I don't think it's... No, I think he should dump her. Story. She's awful. Yeah, I, I agree. But I'm saying if he wants to keep her... He Here's could. the thing. And this brings up... The, what's important to me is that women will fight not fair. Women love to fight in public, fight in front of the kids, mm-hmm. do things that will mm-hmm. hurt the entire family. So a woman will... She's living off, right, this guy's income. She's living in his house. And she will do something that will cut off both of their incomes. She will hurt herself... Just to make yeah. a scene. But men don't fight this way. Men prefer to fight in private. Like, let's talk about it at home. Let's not make a huge scene. Let's talk through this. That's more- Well, because it's a practical matter. It's stupid Women to do that. Will, and, and in and my case, listen, this is something I deal with my wife. My wife will do things that will hurt our entire family. When she's really mad, she'll do things that will hurt our kids, hurt us. She doesn't care. Like, she will fight in public. And, like, she'll fight in public at the kids' school. Not that this has happened a lot, but... There's nothing to, even if I say, hey, listen, what you're doing can hurt our income, which means, you know, I can lose a project. So then we don't have money to pay for the kids to go to this school anymore. And she's like, I don't care. Did it. Like when they're flipped, this is why I start a lot of backfires to stop that from happening. Okay. That's why I start a lot of fights on my own to spread these big ones. But that's what's happening here. So what I love is that she doesn't know. She's all she cares about is that he's a liar, which is not true. She go, and then she switches it, and then later on she goes, okay, it's a lie of omission. You've already downgraded it from lie, the lie of omission, and it's like, not really. I agree with you. He should dump her, but I'm saying if he wants to keep her, he can't. I mean, for me, someone who, listen, if she threatened his work. She's already demonstrated, right, that she can't be brought out in public. Well, that's true. And she also, I mean, listen, I don't, if she left in his car, if that was his car, she drove home and not even her own car, now it's on. So that... Like that crosses to me crosses another big line where I would be tempted mm-hmm, to right. call the police and they said, "Listen, someone just stole my car." Like now it's let's, it gets worse and worse, doesn't it? Yeah. So well, I feel like this is the important thing: do not. Break. Now you see, if she had if she had read the power of the P, we're not using the. Well, you have to know here. where. You, if here's <laughs> here's the other thing though: if this dude is hooked up with a bunch of girls at work, don't bring your girlfriend there, who's obviously pretty high on the crazy spectrum. How about that, right? Like he also brought. Yeah potassium to a pool party like he also made a horrible mistake this you know that he brought her there like you have to know that you shouldn't bring those two things together to the same environment where you've you've hooked up with a bunch of people there you don't bring in your current girlfriend to that situation to be around your ex-girlfriend so he did make a 
big mistake there, big dumb. Mistake. Well, you have to think strategically about your work. So, you know, it's okay to not go, come with anybody to a holiday party, whatever yeah. it was, to have nobody. You know, I'm, oh, I'm not in a relationship right now or whatever. Nobody's going to ask you. Uh, you could go with a friend. Uh, you can go with nobody. I mean, you're right. You made a big mistake. Really, really not thinking strategically here. So um, I agree. Uh, so here's another one here that um, I want to discuss. Um, this is a um, a young person. We do have a number of young people that are watching our podcast. So uh, there's a girl in my friend group. She's outgoing, flirty. Most guys like to make flirty jokes, and they playfully, you know, punch her, push her to get close to her, blah, blah, blah. And sometimes she'll tease me and everything. But when it's the two of us, occasionally, she barely talks. It's like she becomes this introverted girl. We talk, but it's like with simple questions and answers. And she knows I'm a shy, introverted person. Could it be that she just doesn't like me? Maybe she's just being nice, you know, in the group setting, but she doesn't really care for me. So I hate the way people use the word introverted. Mm -hmm. I think that people... Poor social skills? Well, people consider, like now, yeah, now introversion is like a disease. People act like they have an ailment. And I'm, I'm very introverted, okay? Introverted means, here's what introverted means, is that you have, you enjoy being by yourself. You mean you get energy, you recharge yeah. your batteries being by yourself. I prefer to be it's alone. It's like so, and, and that is, yeah, it's not like you're only like to be alone, but you like to have periods where you're by yourself yeah. and that's how you recharge Let's and rejuvenate see. so you can be outgoing when you're with people. Every single week before these sessions, I hope you're going to cancel it. Every single week. Mm-hmm. That's how introverted I am. Right. I never cancel it, but I think about it like today you didn't message me as early as you normally do. And I was like, oh, maybe maybe it's canceled. I had four other podcasts. I was supposed to be on. They all canceled on me. I'm not upset. Like that's how introverted I am. Right. I know I have to. I have to overcome it. I still I have a good time. Once we start. Everything's fine. Wait a minute. You don't feel like it. Why are you doing this? If You don't feel like it at the beginning. Listen, it's that's Can't exactly what I mean. Is that you have to do more evidence stuff. of like, that? This whole thing of like, oh, she doesn't talk to me because she knows I don't like her to talk to me. Guess what? I like my wife to talk to me. Right? Introversion is mostly about big crowds or getting to meet strangers. That stuff. This thing of like, oh, maybe she's adapting to my introversion because she doesn't talk about much. No, she doesn't talk to you because she doesn't like you, and she's nice to you in public because she feels bad for you. This dude is a loser. Right. This dude is doing what every, well, what I did in high school. Right. He's like, I, I, he probably is in high school. So I, I can't, looked, I can't hey, be that harsh on him. As she you looked are. at me as we walked down the hallway. He, he, so now I've written her 17 poems. I never forget. You. I mean, you're like, he's a poor he's middle school kid. Like, Come on. Let's he's over. <laughs> so harsh like, wow. He's learning his life's lessons here. Yeah. If someone's, let's, this is what every guy does in high school. Right. You overinterpret it. She's like, Oh, she, she told me what time it was one day. Now I know she's, in love. she looked at me. So yeah. she must really like, and me. she spent Absolutely. the next like four years yeah. of high school regretting the one time she spoke to you because you've spent the rest of the time being in love. We always men. She, she wishes she hadn't been nice. To create you, really, these I, you gave you the wrong message stories of, Oh, Listen, if someone likes you, they're friendlier in private than they are in group settings, okay? So don't think she's adapting to your okay, special. But I will say one thing. I will say what he should do is use this to his advantage. He should learn how to ask open-ended questions, get her talking, express an interest in her, and he should learn how to have dates where he takes her and does things. Even if he's just a friend right now, he can still use this as a learning experience to develop his social skills yeah. and get more comfortable. So 
I think it could be good for him. We play a big game in our culture of misinterpretation. Where, especially women who like to use the power of the P and use friend zones to get a lot of free gifts. You'll say, these women, you'll go, oh, let's hang out. Because this is what you think as a kid. You're like, oh, ass soft. And she'll go, okay, we'll hang out. And in her head, hang out means as friends. I've even said to a woman, hey, let me take you out to dinner on a date. And she goes, a date as friends? And I go, that's how far they're playing the game of misinterpretation. I'll go, no, a date where I'm going to try and take your clothes off at the end of the night and touch you with my naked body. That kind of date. Like you just, well, it's it, a big mistake, man, like, make, and they like answer date, that like question days, right? saying, no, no, I just just want to go out. Yeah, I just want to go out. That's a big mistake. So you man, have too. to yeah. modify your language. It's a date where I want, I want you. Just say what you want. <laughs> like I had this friend who used to yeah. say this to women, and he's like, listen, I'm sorry, but I can't stop looking at your boobs. You have amazing boobs. And you know what? Those women never wondered if he was attracted or not, right? He, he immediately said, either you like me or you don't. You remove the friend zone is not an option. He has two options, creep or I'm interested. There's no middle once you say that. And that's- well, the, the problem is that men don't want to lose out, so they pretend the, the friend zone is an option. Yeah, you have to. And that's not an option. It's, yeah, you got to declare what you want, be frankly sexual, and yeah. whatever it is, is. He just has so, to say to her, listen, I want to hang out. I want to take you on a one-on-one date to see if there's a spark between us because I can't tell. And she can go, and she, you know what she's going to say is, I already know she's going to say gross. This is what women say. Yeah. Yeah. I, well, she'll say, well, I really like you, but I don't think of you that way. I want to meet know. a guy who's like you. Not you, gross, but someone just like you. That's what women love to say to their friend zone guys because it's so mm-hmm. belittling. Mm-hmm. You know, like someone mm-hmm. like you, but with a penis. Yeah. <laughs> like the version of you that has yeah. a penis. It's like a castrate. Yeah, the version of you Nice a castration. castration yet. So you just have to, here's the secret. Here's the secret to the friend zone. Very early on in every relationship before I was married, when I was relationship with a woman, I would say, this is usually first or second interaction, okay? She would go, we're in class together. I go, listen, we should hang after school, but I have to let you know that I'm attracted to you. I go, you can say no and nothing will ever happen, but I'm always going to ask. So if we go out and get drunk, I am going to try and kiss you. Mm-hmm. I, you know You've what? expressed your interest sexually, in that, of, which is important. I had, yeah, and you know what? It didn't... It didn't cause a problem with any of the relationships because you know what? At least we knew no. up front what was on the table. I was like, "Listen, I'm yeah, not it's not, it's not, it's not, it's not ambiguous. I will stay yeah, in the friend exactly. zone. And she didn't want you. I'm pushing. You don't go out with you. You can yeah. say no, but you're the brakes. I'm the gas. And honestly, like I always said about she wants to be friends. I don't want to be her friend. I have friends. I have very high demands of my friends. I'm, this woman isn't going to be a friend. She's not good enough to be my friend. Yeah, I have that's f- how I thought about girls who just want to be my friend. Typically, I have friends. They're called guys. Like, I mean, she's. I mean, I could have a girlfriend, I suppose, like a friend who's a girl, I suppose. And I, but I'm just saying that the ones that said I just want to be friends, I never wanted to be their friend. It was over because they they didn't deserve to be my friend. Yeah, there wasn't a sexual thing. There was nothing. Yeah, listen, it's the point is. You just have to stay up front. Be honest. The thing is, guys just lie. They play this game of like, oh, I'll, I won't tell her I like her all the way, and maybe she won't d- reject me all the way, and then we'll meet in the middle in yeah. the nightmare gray zone. That's so right. you just have to say, if you don't want to be in the friend, yeah. it's a fear of rejection. And, and listen, yeah. I want to, yeah, be a man. Learn how to learn how to express your sexual intentions. Learn how to get rejected. Once it happens a few times, you won't be afraid of it anymore so much, and then you'll be a much better man, and you'll be attract much better women. Yeah. I got a good one for you. I'm a 30-year-old man. I met a 30-year-old woman at the gym. Okay? Been together on a couple of dates, and she started saying some stuff that's mm-hmm. 
I'm kind of wondering if I should be worried. Okay. Mm. So he's an ER doctor. <laughs> okay. And he just found out she's a nurse that works in the same hospital. So for me already, I'm like, red, get out. I'm already, before I go any further mm-hmm. in this, the, one of the highest ratios of yeah. bad decisions is with a nurse. It's one of the worst. So it's like the highest ratio of narcissism, craziness, dangerousness. It comes from girl nurses. But 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 not necessarily because I know nurse uh, people that are married. Really, yeah, very there's exceptional. Listen, my aunt nurses, was a nurse. So she was an ER yeah. nurse, also yeah. crazy. So you can't you can't quite also, yeah. So, but, so, but okay, so continue. Okay, she asks all the time. She's like, "How much student loan debt are you in? What's your plan for paying off that debt? How long do you oh. pay off the debt? How long mm. do you want to wait to have kids?" And they've, how many dates have they had? Five. And he goes, okay. And he said, oh, I'm thinking about, I want to wait three or four years to have kids because I want to pay off my debt first. I'm really focused on financial mm-hmm. security. And she goes, well, would you really want to wait just two years? She's negotiating. And then um, mm-hmm. and then she said, she, want, she only wants an engagement ring that costs four to $10,000 so that she can get a lot of Instagram likes. And let me see. And then she goes, but I'm just joking. I don't see anything wrong with this woman. John, I don't see anything wrong with this no, woman. No, I'm thinking all green flags. It gets better. And she goes, what's your dream car? And he goes, 1993 Silverado 4x4 truck because I used to have one and I know mm-hmm. how to fix it. It's such a logical answer. <laughs> like, I know how to that's repair cool everything. Answer. It's a really cool answer. It's literally yeah. <laughs> that's a really cool answer. want any car I've ever heard. Oh, I, I still have the tools that fit, yeah, and I, I have the spare parts for the. I did an engine rebuild. I only know how to fix one type of car, so I just want the same kind. <laughs> and then she goes, "Well, you'll be riding around in it by yourself." Just kidding. They're not meant for each other. She's totally materialistic. All she cares about is, um, I mean, I don't mean all, but she, her big concern is landing a guy who's a doctor, who makes a good living, who can keep her in style, and he's a very practical guy. Who, um, yeah. he should be looking at someone else immediately. Yeah. I tried to warn you at nurse. Obviously. You didn't listen to me. I tried to let you know that already there's a, fir- there's a red flag on the play. But yeah, so if you, here's a sign. Yeah, not necessarily, if, but yeah. Here's how you do this. If you're a man and there's a couple of things. One, if she's really attractive, it distracts you. Number two is usually crazy women are better in bed. So those two things can throw you off. But here's how you do it. You say, if my friend told me about this woman, what would I say to him? Mm-hmm. That's how you can kind of detect. What, what would I advise him to do? Yeah, that's yeah. how you can see it objectively. Because yeah. what this guy that's is struggling with, which is reasonable, is he's like, I'm in the middle of the game. I can't be objective. And it's like, she's throwing down. I mean, honestly, it's an impressive number of red flags. It's an impressive number of offensive things that she said. So there's only one question that she asked that I could understand her asking early on, which is the kid's question. If she's, you know, wants children and just wants to filter out men that don't want children right away, I can understand well, that question. And then it's over because, you know, he doesn't want kids for five years. Well, let's, okay, let's talk about kids. She said, if we have a kid with Downs, is it okay if we put it up for adoption? I can't, couldn't run fast enough, really. I mean, it would be hard to run fast enough away from this person. I, I see so you thought, oh, at least she wants to have kids. That's such a crazy I mean, that's just like level 10 crazy. Like, it's like, why would we, you know what I mean? There's so many moving parts to that question. It's all, it's just a total minefield. I'm afraid to even discuss it. But her first reaction to is like, oh, you want to have kids. What if we have a kid who's special need? And I want to get rid of the kids with special need. Is that okay? 
I mean, that's a lot to say. Yeah, that's a really scary person. And at least the, the good part is that she's not concealing her scary. I, mean, I just hope this guy. Um, a lot of women would cover it up. You got to get out know. before you sleep with her because you can end up in all sorts. This is the kind of person yeah. that you're dealing with a lot of very high risk. Uh, this person likes to do yeah, horrible right. things, like to just talk about that, like, oh, throw yeah. away a kid because they don't meet your expectations very early on. I mean, whoa, that's very intense. And then not only that, but what he money. should do There's no way is to get he, to your should, money. he should break up with her slow. No, I'm saying break up with her slowly. Just let her lose interest because if there's like a hard break, she could become psycho. If you just say, I'm getting busy, let's, let's, have, let's meet next week. And then next week comes around and, he, you know, just sort of do the ghost, the, the, the two or three week ghosting. You have to remember these two worked together. Because she could really hurt him. They work in the same hospital. Well, they, they're at the same place. They didn't say they work together, but that, well, the hospitals are big places. So. Well, it doesn't matter. You have the same HR department. You know what I mean? This guy needs to transfer. Honestly, yeah. this guy needs to consider, I don't yeah. know. Well, I'm just saying. My Here's my advice. It's yeah. called Medicines yeah. San Fronteras. They will send you to a third world country, something war-torn for nine months. <laughs> then you come back to a different hospital. Like You have yeah. to consider, honestly, maybe even needs to make Doctors without borders. This guy <laughs> may even need to, I'm going to just say it and, and you know what? He may need to fake his own death. He's five dates in. He may need to do a full fake your own death situation. Yeah. Um, they're well, they're looking for someone who wants to colonize the moon, so he could be one of those people. He could be the, listen, the, the, the doctor for the moon agency is always looking for doctors who are willing to be a little bit sketchy. They put you up in a nice house in a third. There's also he could rob. He could. He could. There's the there's a witness relocation program. I mean, there's lots of options for this man. Okay, mm-hmm. so he's not without options. And with that, I think we need to uh, to to call it a day. Um, can you make sure that you like and subscribe? Hit the subscribe button, hit the like, and also ask us a question. Um, we've got more and more people leaving comments, which is great. This tells the YouTube algorithm that you appreciate our content. And um, if you like that video, we have a couple more that you will really enjoy. And we'll see you uh, next week. Thank you so much.